Hello, Peter here. Everyone here at the Talks and Tasting Studio has had a rough week, so instead of a normal episode this week, we have a 12 minutes on what happens when we die from Pastor Travis Berg. Enjoy. Hi. I'm Pastor Berg, and this is the Clerical Errors Podcast, where we show you what's behind the collar. Today, I want to discuss a question that a few of my parishioners have asked over the years. About three years ago, one member asked me this, If we go to heaven or hell when we die, then why does there need to be a final judgment when Jesus comes back? Haven't we already been judged? Well, this topic or question has to do with a $5 word called eschatology. And that word, eschatology, means the study of the last things. The topics which fit under eschatology are death, the resurrection of the dead, the final judgment, the end of the world, and eternal damnation and eternal life. When we die, what happens? We hear about this in the history of the rich man and Lazarus in Luke chapter 16. The rich man dies and is sent to Hades. Hades is a Greek word which means hell. We see that Hades is a place of torment in Luke 16.23. We see that Hades is a jail or a prison house for the damned in Revelation chapter 20, verse 7, 1 Peter 3.19, and in Matthew 11.23. The rich man goes to Hades. We see that he is conscious, that he experiences torment, while Lazarus consciously experiences good. After death, the soul's lot is either a happy one or an unhappy one, depending upon their faith or unbelief in Christ. The belief in soul sleep, that a soul is neither happy nor unhappy, as though asleep, is therefore wrong. We also see that there are two places a soul can go after death, heaven or hell. There is no in-between realm like purgatory. Purgatory is unscriptural for many reasons. First, there are only two classes of people, believers and unbelievers, sheep and goats. Second, the Bible teaches that we should labor and strive in this life, but that after death there is no time for repentance and faith, as Ecclesiastes 9, verses 4 and 5, Matthew 25, verse 10, 1 Corinthians 9, 24, Galatians 6, 8, and 2 Timothy 4, 7 teach. Third, we see that purgatory takes away the sufficiency of Christ's satisfaction on the cross. If we still need to make satisfaction for the penalty of our sins in purgatory, then Christ's death on the cross is insufficient. But we know that Christ's sacrifice is all-sufficient, and that's why it only had to happen once for all, as Hebrews 7, verses 27, Hebrews 9, 12, and Hebrews 10, 10 attest. So the rich man goes to hell because he doesn't trust in the promises concerning Christ in the Bible, that is, Moses and the prophets. Lazarus, whose name means God is my help, goes to Abram's bosom, a euphemism for paradise, because he trusted in the coming Christ and in his merit, even though he suffered greatly in this life. There are no mulligans, no do-overs. There is no such thing as reincarnation. Hebrews 9, verses 27 and 28 says, And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment, 
so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. The souls of the dead will either go to heaven or hell. In heaven, the souls shall be with Christ, which is far better. And hell, the souls there will endure torment, like the rich man. And here they will wait until Christ's second coming. At Christ's second coming, the dead shall be raised. The souls of the departed will be put back into their bodies, and those living at that time will be changed, clothed in immortality and in corruption. Then comes the final general judgment. Why do we need a final general judgment of all the living and the dead? Haven't the dead already been judged? Isn't the judgment that they have either gone to heaven or hell? What's the point? Well, there are five reasons why the final judgment needs to occur. The first reason is so that God's justice and mercy might be publicly displayed. In this life, it seems to us that everything is swell with the wicked, and everything goes badly for the good. Here, we live by faith that God is just and merciful. But at the final judgment, God will reveal, in the presence of the whole world, his supreme justice against the ungodly and his supreme mercy toward the faithful. On that day, we will also see that Christ uses no cruelty or injustice to the godless and that he is not unduly lenient to the godly. Thus, God will be justified when he speaks and blameless when he judges, as Psalm 51.4 says. The second reason why the final judgment is necessary is so that Christ might be glorified. Hebrews 2.8 says that Christ put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him, but now we do not see yet all things put under him. Once again, we believe those things, that everything has been put under Christ's feet, but we do not yet see them. And also, remember that Christ, at his first coming, was publicly and unjustly condemned as a criminal before all the, all the world on the cross. But at the final judgment, Christ will be glorified and he will be vindicated before all that he wasn't evil, but that he was perfect in all of his ways and in all of his doings. That's why he is the just and glorious judge. The third reason why the final public judgment is necessary is so that, like Jesus, the faithful might also be exalted. In this life, the godly are condemned, they're mocked, they're persecuted, and they're humiliated. As St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9, we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. But in the final judgment, the godly will be vindicated before all those who vilified them. They will be raised up, given thrones, handed crowns, and celebrated as victors. What a wonderful comfort for all those who suffer here for righteousness' sake. The fourth reason why the final public judgment is necessary is the completion of rewards and punishments. Well, what does this mean? Well, let's go back to the rich man and Lazarus. We know that Lazarus is comforted and the rich man is in torment. But it is their souls alone which are either rewarded or comforted or punished. We humans, on the other hand, are both body and soul. And so before the final judgment, we will have the resurrection of the dead. And then the godly shall enjoy the blessings of God both in body and soul, while the damned shall experience torment 
in both body and soul. And the final reason why the final public judgment is necessary is the continued consideration of good and evil works. What does this mean? Well, we know that from Revelation 14, 13, that works follow those who die in the Lord. We also know from Revelation 20, chapter 20, verse 13, that each will be judged according to his works. Therefore, we know that the works of the dead are not yet finished, but that those who have died are either still helping or hindering the church. For example, the good works of the apostles, their preaching, their teaching, and their writings are still serving the church today. And on the other side, the evil works of the heretics, like Muhammad, Joseph Smith, Charles Russell, and others, are still deceiving human hearts and leading them to damnation. This should encourage us that our good works, done in faith, are still a service to the church after we are dead. But this should also warn us to put away evil works, which might hurt our brothers and sisters long after we are cold in the tomb. But at the final judgment, all our works shall be completed, because the old world shall be done away with, and a new heaven and a new earth shall be established. Thank you for listening to this section of Cler Clerical Errors. If you have any questions on what we have covered here, contact us and we will cover your questions in a future show. I'm Pastor Berg, and this has been Clerical Errors. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast, on Twitter at clericalheirsp for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalheirs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Heirs. See you next time.